One of the most useful and powerful meetings that you can have is having a one-on-one -on -one with your manager. You can have an ally that roots for your work. You can also have a mentor that helps accelerate your marketing career. The problem is that most people do it wrong. The mistakes that I've seen in one-on-ones and mistakes that are commonly mentioned in management books and management resources is exactly what you're saying, which is spending the full hour or the full like 40 minutes talking about status updates. Like, hey, Manuela, how's it going with Project X? Instead of like asking like about roadblocks or challenges. Today, she'll be sharing the perfect one-on-one -on -one template that she uses for her direct reports as well as a CEO that she reports to. In this Marketing Pops episode, you'll first learn mistakes that you want to avoid in your one-on-one -on -one with your manager. Second, how having a growth mindset can really accelerate your career. Third, how to own your career so that you're the one who's taking charge and finding that promotion or that increase in salary. And number four, how to overcome imposter syndrome. Before we start, I want to tell you that I've created a free power-ups cheat sheet that you can download, fill in, and apply Manuel's perfect one-on-one -on -one template for marketing managers. You can find that at marketingpowerups.com right now. That link is in the show notes and description. Are you ready? Let's go. Marketing power-ups. Ready? Go! Here's your host, Ramley John. Let's talk about marketing power-ups. And we're going to be talking about managing up. It's a super important skill. You've been at fellow app now for five years. So you have this experience and fellow itself is a way to help uh, have more productive meetings. And I really love this idea because managing up is this idea that you own your career. And as marketers, we often have to market ourselves to our boss, whether that's the VP of marketing or head of marketing, market manager, or the startup CEO, really have to be able to show that. I want to ask you why that is. Why is managing up such an important power, important skill? for marketers to have? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, Ramli. And I think that managing up is a skill that everyone should, should learn and, and master in their careers or aim to master. But I think for marketers, it's very important. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I've heard a lot of marketers say that marketing is one of those fields where a lot of people think that they can have a say in it <laughs> or like have opinions about it or even like judge your work as mm. a marketer. Uh, even people like, external to the marketing team, right? Like other departments, other people outside of the company. So I think that it's really crucial that as a marketer, you learn to sell your work, sell your wins and celebrate that work. Like not only with your boss, but also with the rest of the company. So it's something that I've learned from mentors, something that I've listened, you know, like in a lot of podcasts with marketing leaders. I think that in order to develop as a marketing leader, marketing executive, if that's, if that's the career path that you want to take, it's really important to learn to advocate for your work and advocate for your team and showcase that that work not only to your manager, but also to the rest of the company. Would you agree? Totally. It's actually something that Georgiana Lottie uh, in episode three of Marketing Pops talked about how often marketing has a problem. Mar the marketing team has a problem of not marketing marketing <laughs> inside an organization. And the challenge with that is that they're not excited about what you're doing and they're now telling you what mar what the marketing we should be doing and describing like why you're doing what you're doing as a marketing team is super important. Okay. And it's even more important to that your uh your see your 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 the one you're reporting to understands that because they have a 
direct effect into your how you manage, but also how potentially you compensated and rewarded with that for sure. Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing from you. A hundred percent. And one thing that I've heard recently is that if your marketing doesn't get people inside your company excited, then how do you expect people outside of your company to be excited about it? So I heard that and, and it made me realize it, it's very true. Like I think as marketers, it's also our responsibility to almost like market within our own company and make sure that employees in that company are as excited about the product, uh, events, content that we're writing as we expect our customers or prospects to be, right? So it's definitely a topic that I'm passionate about and I would love to to talk with you about how to also, uh, you know, like manage that relationship with your boss to make sure that you're showcasing your wins and, and celebrating the little things along the way. Let's talk about that. I think managing managing up is definitely a part. We just talked about how it's not just managing up. It's like managing managing marketing in an organization and being that high person within within that. But you're talking about show, showcasing wins to your you know, direct report. I'm curious like what your thoughts are and how can marketers be more effective at managing up to their their who they're reporting to? Their managers. Yeah. I've been very lucky to report to our CEO Aiden Mirsai for over four years now. Definitely I've learned so much from him as a mentor. And one of the things that I've learned about managing up is that you really need to get to know your manager's communication style, right? And I think it's important to uh, understand how they like to communicate. Like, does your manager like Slack messages every day with like updates on your work? Or is your manager more hands off in the sense that they appreciate when once a week you send them a video app? Or perhaps your manager loves one-on-one meetings and appreciates when you come super prepared to those one-on-ones to talk about priorities and roadblocks and, and brainstorm on those challenges. So I would encourage people to like take five minutes, sit down and think, what's my manager's communication style? Like, what have I noticed? Like when they give me positive feedback, like why is it? Is it when I communicate my updates, when I communicate about my work? Um, so yeah, I would encourage people to think about their manager's communication style and also start communicating more of their priorities and like what right. they're working on. It's something that I've learned and when I became a manager and, and it might have happened to you as well. Like when you start leading a team, you really appreciate when people take the initiative like, to tell you what they're working on and, and tell you maybe like roadblocks that they're having or challenges that they're having without you as a manager having to be the one that asks or that initiates that conversation. So I think a key aspect of managing up is leveraging those moments that you have with your manager to communicate your priorities and communicate what you're, what you're working on. That's a really good point around like communicating exactly, uh, you know, the type. I love that, Commun- the communication style of your manager. And that speaks to like frequency too, right? Like some managers want to be sent an update once a day. <laughs> that might be too much, but once a, a week. And like, what are they kind of looking for? Is that something you ask upfront to, to Eden? Like, how do you... I guess, how do you figure out the communication style of a manager? Uh, do you, obviously, probably it's not like, what is your communication <laughs> style? Uh, it might be, a, or is it just that? Just ask them how, how you do you know want what? to... You know what? I think that looking back, um, 
it's something that I would definitely like if I was starting at fellow again, you know, or I was starting with a new manager, I think I would ask that question. I would ask like, hey, as as you're their report, as your, you know, employee, like, how would you like me to communicate my priorities with you? Like, what is your preferred, you know, like channel for communication? And maybe like as an employee or as a teammate, you could also like express how you like to communicate. So, for example, I love video updates. Like instead of, for example, sitting down and giving my manager a five minute presentation on what I'm working on, I've learned that about myself. Like I prefer to do it asynchronously in a format that maybe like I can like plan ahead, like prepare what I'm going to say, prepare some metrics, some dashboards and then record a video. Right. So, yeah, I think it's an honest conversation that I would encourage other marketers to have with their manager. Like, hey, how do you like to hear updates? Like, would you rather me tell you in our one on ones or would a video every week work for you? So just to share like an insight for you, that's something that I do with my manager, Aiden. Um, I like to share a weekly video with like weekly updates, what the team is working on, metrics. And then during our one-on-ones, that allows us to focus more on Smart. discussing those things and brainstorming Smart. instead of like just updates. I guess more tactical. Do you sh- what do you use to show uh, to share uh, to record that video? You talk yeah. and then what do you, what do you show? You you mentioned metrics, what your team is working on. I'm guessing like what's coming up in terms of, like I'm curious. Yeah, details. Um, it's a video that I record every Friday and. Um, not to, not to like, you know, like plug a fellow in here, but we have a fellow note uh, for Aiden's team. So basically the the leadership team that reports to him. And in that fellow note, we embed a Loom video, each one of us. Um, so in the Loom video, I talk about weekly updates, uh, weekly KPIs, and then insights. So like interesting things that I think, for example, our head of customer success or, or our head of sales could also be interested in knowing. And I appreciate watching their videos as well. Because for example, our head of sales uh, shares insights about uh, customers or, or prospects in the pipeline. Our head of customer success shares insights about customers. So I think it's a really great communication method that we've developed that Fellow. That's super cool. I love that. I really love that. You should, uh, the Loom video you share on Friday, can you talk now a little bit about the one-on-one? You said that I love. I really love that it's not about status update because that is that is that a mistake? Like before we talk about like what does a perfect perfect one-on-one <laughs> with a with a manager look like? What are some mistakes you've seen? You probably have seen quite a few uh, working yeah. at fellow. Like what are some mistakes that marketers make when they're doing one-on-ones with their with their manager? Uh, great question. And I, I want your I want to give your listeners a little bit of context on why I feel qualified to talk about this. So <laughs> over the past five years, uh, I've dedicated months probably to read and consume content about one on one meetings, That's because that is one of the key focus areas for for fellow, like one of our key use cases. So I've read lots of books. Um, we even wrote a guide called The Art of the One-on-One Meeting, compiling all that knowledge from different sources. Um, but yeah, mistakes that I've seen in one-on-ones and mistakes that are commonly mentioned in management books and management resources is exactly what you're saying, which is spending the full hour or the full like 40 minutes talking about status updates. Like, hey, Manuela, how's it going with Project X? X, okay, Um Instead of like asking like about brains, roadblocks or challenges. Right. Another example of a status update could be like, okay, Manuela, 
can you give me a five minute or 10 minute presentation on the marketing team's KPIs? Like, why would you spend a one on one meeting doing that when you can share that asynchronously? And then you just you can just show up to the one on one, talk about those metrics, if that makes sense. Before we continue, I want to thank those who made this video possible, 42 Agency. Now, when you are in scale up mode and you have KPIs to hit, the pressure is on to deliver demos and signups. And it's a lot to handle, demand gen, email sequences, rev ops, and even more. That's where 42 Agency, founded by my good friend, Camille Rexton, can help you. They're a strategic partner that's helped B2B SaaS companies like ProfitWell, Teamworks, Sprout Social, and HubDoc build a predictable revenue engine. If you're looking for performance experts and creatives to solve your marketing problems at a fraction of the cost of in-house, Look no further. Go to 42agency.com to talk to a strategist to learn how you can build a high efficiency revenue engine now. You can find that link in the description below. Let's jump back in. The status update is not the purpose of the one-on-one. I guess what I'm hearing is that the one-on-one should be a place for trying to understand problems and collaboratively find solutions for those problems yes. is, is what I'm yeah. hearing. And um, I actually have a template um, that I created for my one-on-ones with with our CEO, Aiden, where there's a specific part of the template that that is titled brainstorming. So it prompts me to every week bring cool. up problem that I'm having yeah. that I need to brainstorm with him. Well, we're going to share that template to everyone who are, is listening. They can look, they go to marketingpowerups.com. They can also go to fellow.app. But like, what is, what, you have brainstorming. What are other like sections in that uh, one-on-one yeah. template that you have? Going back to the topic of knowing your manager's communication style and perhaps knowing your own communication style, I'm someone who likes to share a lot of like personal updates with my coworkers. Like I like to, you know, be myself at work, like, you know, show up, um, show up at work uh, entirely as like myself. So I actually included a, a section at the top of the template. Uh, titled personal updates. That's cool. <laughs> uh, it's called updates. Updates and the subheading is something like personal updates, team updates, and anything else you I think you should know. So that prompts me every week to write updates like I moved to Montreal. I met this really cool person in Montreal who taught me a lot about startups. You know, so I like to start my one-on-one by telling my manager a little bit about myself, a little bit about what I've been up to. Um and I think that having that section in the template almost like makes it just like thing every week that we're going to start like that. Uh, even if I forget or even if he forgets, like it's already there. Right. So we start with updates, which I think makes it for a very like enjoyable way to start a, a conversation. Right. Uh, the second part of the of the one on one template is brainstorming, like I said. So I like to have something there every week. Um to brainstorm about to like it's probably like a challenge that I'm having or a project that I want to get started and I need help from my manager with it okay so after the brainstorming section I like to have like an open open mic section let's call it that with like talking points uh from both of us so like it's it's titled talking points and then the subheading is anything else we should discuss today so usually that gets flooded with a lot of like Points that I think about throughout the week. So let's go back to that topic of managing up and, and marketing power apps. I think one huge power up is to populate your one-on-one agenda throughout the week. Oh, so as a manager, 
probably, or as a marketer, you're probably thinking about a lot of things throughout the week, like, oh, I should talk to my manager about this. I should ask my manager that. But sometimes it's worth writing it down in mm. the agenda instead of interrupting your manager over Slack. That's so true. So over the week, I like to populate that section of the agenda with things that I want to tell my manager or ask him. And then we talk about them every Monday at our one-on-one. So smart. I, I, I love that. Uh, so you talking points. What are like some talk like th- would talking points be like some crazy idea that you have? You know, it's like let's get it, let's uh, let's do more chat GPT or <laughs> let's get into more TikTok or like what are anything else that you have like maybe some issues uh, that you need to talk about like you know, maybe like increasing budget for something like what are some examples of exactly could be could be budget related could be trend related right like you saw what for example. Um, happened recently with Shopify uh, in getting, you know, like featured in the news because they deleted a lot of their meetings um, or they deleted all their meetings for a couple of weeks. So talking points like that, right? Like, hey, like, do you see this? Yeah. What do you think we should do about this as a company that has like a very strong opinion Opinion about about meetings? Right. right? That's cool. So um, that's what I love about having an agenda and having that template. And then uh, the two last sections in the template uh, are called async. So for this async section, I like to write talking points that don't require a discussion. So because I'm someone who thinks about so many things to tell my manager throughout the week, sometimes in the async section, I write things such as, I started reading the new book X. Here are some of my favorite takeaways. But I like to tell my manager what I've been reading, what I've been learning. And maybe we don't have to talk about it, but I want him to know that I'm consuming this content. And then last but not least, um, we have the goal check-in section. Goal check-in. So I like to um, embed some OKRs there. So my manager can just look at them and see the progress for, for quarterly OKRs as a marketing team. So it's, um, let me start again. So it's updates, brainstorming, talking points, async, and goal check-in. That's my personal one-on-one meeting template with my manager. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, like, like I said, people can get that that template over at Marketing Pops and fellow fellow that app. Uh, in terms of that async, I love that you're sharing like learnings that you have. I think that speaks to the value of having a growth mindset and sharing that to the manager. Uh, is that the purpose of that? It's like it could be anything new that you've learned, uh, any books that you've consumed, or any podcast that you you thought uh, episode or YouTube video or TikTok video that you thought think is cool is, is what that is about. One thing that I learned from the director of engineering at Fellow, Alexandra Sunderland, um, she wrote a book called Remote Engineering Management. And uh, in the book, she says that oftentimes your manager is not aware of what you're working on or how you're developing yourself, right? And maybe as marketers, sometimes we don't do the greatest job at informing our managers about, hey, I'm reading these books or I'm like developing myself in this other way, like attending a workshop or, or watching a course. And I think that's actually important to communicate because then your manager knows that you're developing professionally and it might help you in the long term when a performance review comes, for example. So I learned that from Alexandra and I think there's a lot of power in communicating to your manager how you continue to power up right <laughs> so good thank you for keep keep calling out power up here but it's so true i think it's just 
making sure that you're you're showing to your manager that you're improving yourself and that attitude uh, really brings it shines out uh, and brings brings that up when you call it async is that something that not necessarily discuss in the one on one just so that they're aware of do or do you actually bring it up like hey I just want to share the five things or the two the, the most important thing I've learned from this new book uh directly to to Eden yeah, I, I decided to call it async because um, I like to talk a lot. <laughs> and and I, I usually come to my one-on-ones with my manager with a lot of talking points to discuss. Right. Um, I find that it's actually been a way to, you know, level up in my career because like smart. I keep my manager very informed. Um, so then that, there was one day where Aiden and I made the decision to create an async section because some of those things I just wanted to share as FYIs. So before creating the async section, I would start the meeting saying like, hey, I just wanted to let you know about these things. Like it's just an just an FYI, you know, that I, I want you to be aware of. And then we realized like, oh, let's just write them in the note as an async section. Cool. And Aiden told me I'll read them for the meeting and I'll, I'll let you know if I have any questions. But like it can be more like an async FYI section for things that I want him to know, but doesn't they don't require any discussion. I think the other value to this is that now your manager can be like, oh, I you, you learn this thing. And then then they build on that during the one-on-one. It's like, oh, this is another. So it, it could become part of the brainstorm <laughs> where it kind of builds on top of each other as yep. a new idea based on that. So I, I'm guessing that's happened before you brought up an idea and you're async and then Ethan brings it up. Because it's like, oh, this is cool. We, sh- we should try this. <laughs> we should do- exactly. Or or he or he says like, hey, I read your FYI section, your async section. This is really cool. Tell me more about it. You know, like if we have if we have time after after all the talking points. Uh, I'm curious, Ramli. Like, do you do you like to have a template for your one-on-one meetings, or is it something that that you're contemplating now? It is something that I don't have one right now. I, the problem that I have is that. I think for a lot of marketers, and I I feel like this is even up to this point, is that it's very like it changes from week to week. Like thirty minutes before the meeting, I'm like, I need to put something down. <laughs> I have to talk about something. I like your your points. First of all, write it as you go through the week, and second is like having a template kind of helps you fill out this form. It's almost like Madlib, where if somebody tells you. Um, Manuela, write a story. You're like, okay, what story? What is it about? And instead of like filling the blanks, or like, give me a noun, give me a name, and then all of a sudden you have this story. It really does uh, make it better still out. So definitely something that I'm going to start doing based on this discussion, oh. which is super cool. <laughs> I hope the template is helpful. For sure. Is this a, a before I talk about um, about how you're helping your direct reports manage up? How long is this? I'm guessing this one-on-one is like half an hour. That's what I've seen mostly. But is that fair to say like that's how long your one-on-one with Eden takes up? Or is Mine it is 50 minutes per week. 50, um, 50 or 15? 50. Five zero. Mm-hmm. Um, usually we have a lot to talk about. And as the CEO, I think Aiden is very busy throughout the week. So I, I appreciate that he gives me like 50 minutes to an hour every Monday to focus his attention on like marketing and Manuela as his direct report. Um, so I guess like that's a tip for managers out there. I think that 
that giving your direct reports one hour a week can really show them that you care and that you want to invest time in them. And if you feel like an hour is too long, yes, you can try with 30 minutes or something that I've done with my team. And like I've said, like I've read a lot of management books on this topic and a lot of those books say that when you have more than six or seven direct reports, then you can start thinking about making those one-on-ones bi-weekly. bi-weekly. Uh, but mm-hmm. if they are bi-weekly, make sure they, they last one hour so your direct report mm-hmm. has enough time to share you know, thoughts and, and blockers from the previous two weeks. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, with that, like bi-weekly, I've seen that as well, making sure it's an hour. That's something that makes a good point. Uh, one of the things that I, I, I'm curious about is like fitting into how your... Every, I've heard the advice, oh, you own your career. Like, you know, you make sure to to communicate that to your manager. Would that be part of the, especially during the beginning of the year where like you're setting goals for the team, for your own self? Would that be part of, the, that's probably part of the talking points. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, like what you want to achieve with your career in the future is, is part of your talking points with, with Eden for sure. Yeah, I think it's important as marketers that we communicate to our managers what our goals are. Yeah. And it's something that I admire from a lot of people at Fellow in, in the marketing team. I appreciate that they communicate with me like, hey, like my goal for the next two three years is to become, you know, like a product marketing manager, uh, a senior designer. And, and I encourage them to tell me their goals. So like that's one thing that leaders can do. Uh, but if your manager is not asking you about your goals, which frankly, unfortunately, it's the truth for the majority of people because managers are also, also busy and, and sometimes it's hard, you know, yeah. to remember to ask people about their career goals. So as the person in charge of your own development, you can bring it up with your manager. So something that I do once in a while is use those courses or resources on marketing that I'm consuming to initiate a conversation with my manager. So for example, let's say I'm taking a course about growth marketing mm. and it's an opportunity to express to my manager like, hey, like in the next like six months, uh, just so you know, I really want to develop my knowledge and experience in this area of marketing. So maybe one thing you could say to your manager is, I would appreciate if any projects in this area come up, if you uh, considered me to be a part of mm. them, right? Like, I think I think that's one way in which Makes marketers sense. can take the reign of their yeah. career, right? That's true. I think that making sure that your manager knows what you want to achieve or want to focus on developing, like, for example, your, you mentioned growth marketing. Now it's in the back of their mind and it hopefully when something comes along, it's like, oh, we should do this because Manuela wants to focus on growth marketing. So... I really love I love communicating that, particularly the goals that you have. I'm curious now as well as like how how you're helping your direct reports manage up. I'm guessing do they use the same template you use? I'm really curious about that. Or do they have no. everybody have their own template that they use based on their their preference? Yeah, you know what, Remley? Um, I like to tell people on my team that they are the owners of the one-on-one meeting. I think that's something that managers can do. Like. As soon as you hire someone, you can set expectations with them by saying like, for example, hey, Camilla, welcome to the team. Like I'll be scheduling a weekly one-on-one meeting with you. Just so you know, the purpose of these one-on-ones is to talk about your like any challenges you might having, brainstorm ideas, and also talk about your professional development. And my expectation as your manager is that you own these meetings. So you will come up with talking points every week. 
So that is something it's it's almost like a like an email template that I have for everyone that joins the the team at Fellow. Um, and uh, I always encourage them to to create their own template. So even recently, uh, for someone that has been reporting to me for like two years in our one on one, I said, I asked like, hey, is this template still working for you or do you want to like revise it? Like and I showed her my template with my manager and I said, hey, look, this is what I did with my manager. Feel free to change our template in any way you will find helpful. So I guess like one tip for managers there would be to encourage their teammates to own the one-on-one and create their own template. Also, what I love you did there is like you mentioned earlier, one of the best ways to manage up is to understand your manager's communication style. You shared up front, here's my communication style. Uh, I'd love to, for you to own this. Uh, you're probably mentioning the frequency that you want to get updates. Like, is that is that part of that package or that email that you sent to to your new direct reports? Uh, yeah. So, as a manager of the marketing team at Fellow, I I have a cadence for communication. So on Mondays, I have a weekly kickoff meeting. So when someone joins the team, I explain like in these meetings, we talk about our weekly priorities, uh, projects that we're all working on. Uh, and and yeah, we brainstorm ideas as a marketing team. And then on a weekly basis, I will have a one-on-one meeting with you where we talk about your challenges, your your professional development. And then on Fridays, I have a Slack bot in the marketing team channel in Slack. Um, it's on Fridays at 4 p.m. And like you said, it's part of my communication style as a manager. So when you join my team, I like to tell you these things. So on Fridays at 4 p.m., there's a Slack bot that says like, Hey, everyone, happy Friday. You know, like the weekend is almost here. Uh, Share any updates and insights under this thread with the rest of the team. So the team is super um, proactive in writing like how many blog posts they published, how many videos they edited, any learnings, insights in that Slack thread. And I like that it's asynchronous because then on Monday we meet to talk about things without necessarily like just sharing updates again. That's so good. You're following your own advice. (laughs) You know, you have... You're sharing communication style. You're making sure that the the direct reports own the meeting, and they're communicating uh, in the one-on-ones more about their challenges and their their goals that they want to achieve for that. So, I really really love that. Before we talk about career pops, do you have any final tips about one-on-ones or any managing up uh, before we talk about imposter syndrome and uh, and yeah, managing that as well? Yeah, um, one thing that I've learned, Ramli, and I, w- I would love to hear your thoughts on this again, is I think you need to learn to be empathetic with your manager. And it's something that I haven't, um, I hadn't thought about before, before becoming a manager. Uh, but then I talked about it with two of my closest peers at Fellow, Sarah and Alexandra, who are the director of engineering and head of customer success. And we, the three of us have become very close because we, we talk about manager, managing a lot, you know, and, and, and share management insights. And one of the things that we discussed recently was before becoming a manager, it's very easy to criticize your manager's communication style sure. or how they don't pay attention to you mm-hmm. or how they forget about something you said. But then when you become a manager, you realize, wow, managers are so busy, like, Meeting with different people on their team, trying to meet everyone's needs. And I'm not here justifying managers who perhaps don't remember things or, or you know, like a, a perhaps like are not, are not paying enough, enough attention to their teams. But I'm just here to say that sometimes we have to be empathetic with our managers, with our leaders, and understand that 
hopefully most of the time they are trying their best. And if you don't like something about your manager, I think it's also on you to communicate so that with your manager. Um, so, yeah, I think it's something that I've learned in my career. And, and I would love to know if you've come to the same realization right. at some point. Yeah, I, I, lo I love that. I think empathizing with the manager is uh, super important. It also um, helps a lot if the, your, the person who uh, is managing you, the ma your manager, it wants they have the same growth mindset. They want to improve and they're asking you, um, you know, how, how can I better improve uh, helping manage you, uh, particularly with this. Um, one of my previous manager asked me this once and it's easy to say nothing, you know, because <laughs> they're like, oh, I don't want to get a bad report. But there was one time when I mentioned that, um, you know, I, I mentioned that I feel like sometimes um, you overpower the conversation with the whole marketing team and everybody agrees with you because they don't want to disagree. And then uh, he started uh, being asking up front, hey, anybody else, any other thoughts before I mention mine? Because <laughs> I, I want to hear from everybody. So I think it's super important that it's easy to criticize, but to improve as a team, it's important to, to share those thoughts. I guess it's important. Um Wow, that's amazing. And Ramli, you reminded me, one of my favorite authors is Julie Sue. So she was the VP of product design at Facebook. Mm. Now she's an entrepreneur. Um, and she wrote a book titled The Making of a Manager. So for, for anyone listening to this podcast, I highly recommend that book. If you want to go into the management path, or even if you're already a very experienced manager, there is something to learn there. Um, but she also has a newsletter. And in one of her newsletter issues, she talked about owning your career. And I really liked how she gave this example of a meeting. Like, let's pretend you have a team meeting every week. So someone who doesn't own their career would just complain about the team meeting. And like, maybe like complain to a coworker, like, oh my God, this team meeting is so boring. Like, why do we have to attend this, right? But then like the medium level, like someone who owns their career a little bit more would be like, you know what, I'm going to share some feedback with the meeting organizer that this meeting is taking too long and um, I will let them know so they can improve the meeting. So that's like medium level owner of your career. And then she said, but if you really want to own your career and like make a difference at your company, you could probably talk to the meeting organizer and say like, hey, uh, I've noticed that these meetings are lacking some, you know, like dynamics or energy. I would love to host one of them if you let me or help you host one of them so we can split the work. So it's it's a very simple example and I think it applies to so many areas of work. Um, but I think it's it's all about like being an owner and, and helping other people at work instead of complaining. And I love that, for example, you gave your manager that feedback as, as hard as that, that could have been and as awkward as that could have been, that probably made him a better manager right. in the long term so i think it's, so it's good to like share that feedback and own own those mm. things that's so true i really i really do agree with that i think the other advantage to that and this is something that i've heard is that when you do give that feedback to the manager uh, they respect you more because they it's everybody says everything's great but when that person has a growth mindset and somebody points out something that could be improved they're like Yes, like help me improve myself, help me improve the team. And with that example you mentioned with Julie, like uh, if that if that uh, meeting organizer had like let's it, let's win together mindset, then they're like yes, like 
uh, you're taking a workload off my plate, please do. Please help me out with this for sure. Yeah. So I totally, totally love that example that you shared there. I want to switch gears and talk about career power-ups. You've been head of marketing now at for several years. You're also a career coach for up-and-coming marketers. You've written and given talks a lot about uh, imposter syndrome in, in the past. I'd love to hear your thoughts and what are some power-ups that you have used yourself and uh, that you can share about overcoming imposter syndrome, some tactical ways to really overcome imposter syndrome. Yeah, I love this question. I think it's something that a lot of us have felt at one point or another in our careers, just like the feeling of perhaps not belonging. Or I recently heard someone describe imposter syndrome as this sense that you just got lucky. And the reason why you're where you are right now is because you got lucky, not because you actually deserve it. Um, so one of my favorite things to do to overcome imposter syndrome, and this is a very tactical tip, um, is to create a list of your wins and make sure you keep that updated uh, with positive feedback from your managers, positive feedback from your peers. If you meet with a customer and they share positive feedback about your company's marketing or the content, make sure to write that down in your, in your list. So um, I like to call this my hype document. And I actually uh, stole this term from uh, David Huang, who is the I think he's the VP of product design at Webflow. I think that's his title, but he he works in product design at Webflow. And we had him as a guest on the Super Managers podcast. And he talked about hype docs and how career hype docs are so important uh, because they not only help you overcome those moments of insecurity because you can look back your wins and your accomplishments, but also when performance reviews come and, and the time comes for you to advocate for yourself in front of your manager, you have a list of things that you can basically show off or talk about uh, and you've been tracking them throughout the year. So to give your listeners like a very clear example of this, like whenever my my manager shares positive feedback over Slack, like for example, we recently hosted an event, right? The Engineering Leadership Summit. And Aiden was very nice after the event and messaged me saying like, hey, Manuela, congrats. Your team really did an amazing job organizing this event. I'm so impressed, right? Something like that. Took a screenshot added it to my list. <laughs> so, uh, so that's a very, very uh, recent example. And I would encourage every marketer mm. to, to create a list of their hype, you know, like content. So good. And is that, and a, Google, is that a Google Doc okay. for you? Is that a Google Doc or is that... Um, a it's curious... a fellow node. <laughs> nice. I love how yeah, you're using your uh, And fun fact, like for, for anyone here using fellow or who wants to check out fellow, we have a gallery of 500 Templates, mm. And one of those templates is called, uh, I think it's called You Got This Document. That's so and good. It's, like a, it's a template uh, to start tracking your wins in fellows. So yeah, it's it's cool to be a part of a company that cares so much about these things because you get to influence the product in that way. Um, the second tip that I wanted to share on overcoming imposter syndrome is related to the two co-workers that I told you about earlier. So Sarah and Alexandra. Um, Throughout the last four years, the three of us has, have really supported each other when it comes to career growth, insecurities, moments of, you know, like just wanting to talk about your professional, your professional life or goals. And, and the tactical tip here for marketers is to find peers who you can get very vulnerable mm. with. Um, and I think that is really helpful because those peers will often remind you of the amazing things you've done of the amazing marketer that you are, 
and will probably help you overcome that imposter syndrome moment. I don't know, Ramal, if you have like those those fears in your life that remind yeah, you for sure how awesome you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I think having um, that that's a something that I've also heard from Gia. She has, uh, I I think I think she called it like a hype crew. Actually, she called it. It's called a hype crew. I love that. Uh, and it's, yeah, similarly, like there's one or two people that I meet once uh, once a month at least outside of the company that has helped me give, even give advice about um, you know, career-wise as whether it's time to move on or what to decide on. So I really love having those peers that you have. You yeah, should- and for, for all those like management enthusiasts like me out there, um, another one of my favorite authors in this space is Lara Hogan. And she also has a newsletter. And one of her articles for that newsletter was about building your manager Voltron. So a Voltron, she says, is like this, you know, like a transformer-like figure. Um, but she talks about the importance of surrounding yourself with other managers who almost like create like a transformer of like managers working together and helping each other. So it's a, it's a concept that I like to share as well. That's so good. I really, Voltron, it's such a good, it's such a good brand on its own. I yeah, really so build it. your manager Voltron. And then the third thing that I, I want to share in terms of tactical ways to, to combat imposter syndrome is that growth mindset that you were talking about, Ramli. Like, I think it's really important as professionals, especially in the marketing space, which changes so quickly, right? Like, even now with ChatGPT, we're all like <laughs> wondering what's going to happen, you know? Right. But I think that if you keep a growth mindset in the sense that you always challenge yourself to, to keep learning, to network with other marketers, to stay curious. I think that the more you learn, the more confident you become about your craft. Um, So I think it's really important to have this mindset of never stop learning, always be consuming marketing content, and that will help you become a more more confident marketer and overcome those moments of insecurity. So yeah, listening to great podcasts like this one is an example of that. I love that. That's so true. I think having that mindset is super, super important. And all of this is so good. Yeah, have, have a hype dog, be uh, build your manager Voltron, <laughs> and uh, making sure that you have this growth mindset uh, all together. This are really great advice. And before we wrap up, uh, one final question: uh, If you can give uh, a younger version of Manuel uh, one or two pieces of advice, somebody who's just starting out in in marketing, what kind of advice would you send through time, back in time, uh, to that? to that younger version of you around it could be around career it could be around marketing it could even be around uh, outside of both but it's a piece of advice that you'd love to share to your younger self um ramley one career power up that i wanted to share with your audience is that i think people are friendlier than you think (laughs) in terms of in terms of wanting to spend time with younger professionals and mentor them and coach them. Um, I've been very lucky throughout my career to have very experienced marketers and very experienced executives mentor me. And I think that it's just a matter of like showing a lot of interest in their work um, and staying very curious and asking them a lot of questions. And one, one career hack that I found recently is to, well, not so recently, but that I found over the last years is to message people on LinkedIn, um, to actually reach out to people and say, 
hey, Ramali, I just looked at your profile. Your career looks very inspiring. It's something that I would love to like explore. Uh, do you have 15 minutes, maybe like this Friday to talk about it and inspire a young marketer? Um, so it's something that I've learned and that has worked really well for me. And and perhaps it's how we started chatting. I'm not sure about how we met a while ago, but but I do reach out to a lot of people on LinkedIn and, and I've learned that people are friendly and willing to help others. And I'm really thankful for people with that mindset. So now um, I'm super honored that some people reach out to me with the same goal, with the same intention. And I I can, I tried to give back and I tried to meet with them because I know that it's helped me so much when, when other marketers do it for me. So I, I would encourage people to reach out to others and I would encourage senior marketers to be willing to mentor junior marketers so we can all continue to learn together. I hope you found this conversation as insightful and inspiring as I did. I actually started applying that one-on-one template that Manuel shares to my own work with my manager. You can find, once again, that template, uh, the Power Ups Cheat at marketingpowerups.com. As well as you can follow Manuela on LinkedIn, as well as check out fellow at fellow.app. All those links are in the show notes description. Well, thank you to Manuela for being on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, you'd love the Marketing Power Ups newsletter. Share the actionable takeaways and break down the frameworks of world-class marketers. Go to marketingpowerups.com to subscribe and you'll instantly unlock the three best frameworks that top marketers use to hit their KPIs consistently and wow their colleagues. I want to say thank you to you for listening and please like and follow Marketing Power Ups on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you feel like extra generous, kindly leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a comment on YouTube. It goes a long way in others finding out about Marketing Power Ups. Thanks to Mary Sullivan for creating the artwork and design. And thank you to Faisal Kaigo for editing the intro video. And of course, thank you for listening. That's all for now. Have a powered update. Marketing power-ups. Until the next episode. <laughs>